Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 6th of September, 2023. Happy Wednesday to you. I am Derek Hunter. I am your host. Welcome to the program. All right. I'm going to give away the books next Monday. Because why? Because why not? I just It's too late in the week to do it. But I already know. I'll tell you what's going to be the next book. Whichever win, wins, Mike Lee or uh, what's his face, Gene Hackman. The next one's going to be Trent Lott. The book is Herding Cats, signed by Senator Lott. Got it done myself. It's a cool book. It's a great title. He talked about running the Senate as like herding cats. Good book. Back when Republicans could get stuff done. They don't exist anymore. Anyway, patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or Derek Hunter dot If it sounds like I'm rushed, it only cause is because I am. I have to get this edited together and posted soon and we went to dinner today's our anniversary so we had to go went to dinner and therefore uh it was much later recording than this and still it doesn't change anything there and a whole hell of a lot going on in the world our idiot president is still our idiot president the moronic politicians out there are still morons and all the other crap that's going on so where to start today is one of those questions where I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the news and I see that, uh, what the hell was his name? Enrique Tarrio, the head of the Proud Boys, was sentenced to 22 years today for his role in, quote, planning the uh, January 6th riots. Apparently he was involved in the plan. He wasn't even there, but he was involved in planning it. 22 years seems like a long time considering murderers get less time. Child rapists get less time. There's all sorts of memes circulating around the uh, Twitter sphere, which I got to realize Twitter isn't real life, but they are out there talking about how this serial rapist, this serial child rapist got 10 years, but Enrique Tario gets 22 years. If you're looking for rhyme or reason to it, you don't, don't bother. You know what it is. You know how it works. It's the game. It's not who you know. It's who you vote for it's how you vote it's how you think did tario was he involved in planning a riot not necessarily an insurrection the idea that that was an insurrection is so damn stupid as to be laughable but the media calls it in an insurrection you have a plan there's no plan it's just go and be a jackass maybe these morons had a plan of their own or whatever but i was reliably informed by these same idiots in the media that uh, donald trump planned all this Yet Politico, quote, the judge said, quote, Mr. Tario was the ultimate leader of that conspiracy. Okay. Politico declared Proud Boy leader Enrique Tario sentenced to 22 years for masterminding seditious conspiracy on January 6th. I thought that Donald Trump did that. How is that? How can that be true? Their own reporting seems to conflict with their own reporting. But of course, they don't really report anything, do they? No, they really don't. So does this guy deserve 22 years? No, he doesn't deserve 22 years. Does he deserve to walk? Probably not. He he stupidly planned or encouraged other people to do this. He incited some people to riot. Not everybody, but some people to riot. Probably. I don't I don't know the details. Don't really care. I'm watching this unfold and I'm disgusted 
by the contradiction between what he got and what all these January 6th guys got relative to what career criminals get. Realistically, if you want to be a career criminal, you have to declare yourself to be a Democrat. It's the easiest way. It's the way to guarantee you're going to get away with it. No Soros prosecutor is going to bring any charges against you. Nobody's going to bother. Nobody's going to look twice at you. Oh, well, he's a good Democrat. He's a Democrat in good standing. Go to a couple of Democrat meetings, knock some doors for some Democrats, and you have the equivalent of a monopoly get out of jail free card. It's that simple. It doesn't matter after that. That's the real lesson. So we'll see what this happens. We'll see. Donald Trump allegedly said that he would look into maybe pardoning some of these people, possibly. We'll see if anybody, if he does that, if anybody asks him about it. It's been a while since he's been around somebody who could ask him some serious questions and would ask him some serious questions. I'd be curious to know what he would do if he were president to somebody like be very specific. This case has been adjudicated. The Tario case. Would he pardon Enrico Tario? Enrique Tario? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the details enough to say whether or not he deserves a pardon. He could deserve a, a commutation of a good chunk of his sentence just because of the ridiculous nature of it. But does is he guilty or not guilty or innocent of anything? I don't know. So we shall see. By the way. Take a moment, pour a little bit out today for our first lady who is apparently suffering from COVID. She probably should have gotten a couple more booster shots. Four, five, six more booster shots probably would have done the deal. It would have brought her down to... uh, (laughs) That's ridiculous. Yes, Jill Biden, the Reverend Dr. Jill Biden, is isolating at the beach home in Rehoboth. What does that mean? That could be code for, look, she's sick of Joe. She needs a break. Maybe she wants to see her boyfriend. She probably misses the guy. And she just needs some alone time. It's probably difficult to carry on with whatever stupid people do all day while under the harsh spotlight of the press at the White House. Now, granted that harsh harsh spotlight of the press at the White House isn't really interested in doing any reporting, but they're there. They might, you know, do something. If they saw somebody stumbling drunkenly out of the uh, first lady's area, they might say, hey, wait a second, that seems a little bit weirder. Hey, who's that guy over there? Maybe that would have been, uh, you know, something, little something, something. But no, we don't to keep her out at Rehoboth. Then they don't even have to keep visitors' logs. Of course, I'm just wildly speculating. It's horrible of me to even say such a thing. Of course, the Bidens are the happiest married couple on the face of the earth. My God, they are the, they were the inspiration for Love Story. No, wait, that was Al Gore. Remember when Al Gore and Tipper used to pretend to be in love? Remember that? That was a good time. That was pretty damn funny. Oh, he comes out and he gives her the most awkward kiss in the face. like The most awkward kiss ever. Like, dude, have you ever kissed a girl before? Forget about your wife. Have you ever kissed a girl? I think the answer was no for Al Gore. He'd been, well, I guess he'd been, he didn't, he doesn't kiss the masseuse that he pays to jerk him off. He just uh, tips her extra for the cleanup. Remember that? Al Gore's, it just went away. Al Gore, the, the Me Too movement just said, eh, yeah, no, it's Al Gore. It's okay. He's trying to screw the whole planet. So, you know, well, let's we'll follow him and help him screw the whole planet. He can screw a, a couple of chicks every now and then. And maybe ask for a quick hand release at the end of a happy ending massage. No big shake. 
Anyway, Al Gore and Tipper Gore used to pretend to be in love all the time. Remember that? Oh, my God. They were so in love. They are so in love. And then what happened? He no longer was going to be president of the United States. There wasn't really much going on. There was no reason the kids had left home. There was no reason for them to stay together. And so they, uh, they didn't stay together. They broke up. That love story. Al Gore, when he claimed that he was uh, roommates with the guy who wrote Love Story, he was roommates with the guy who wrote the book Love Story, but um, said that he and Tipper were the basis for the book Love Story, except for the fact that the lead female character dies. I mean, maybe he was projecting. Maybe he was looking into the future and saying, God, I could use getting rid of Tipper. I don't want to share my oil money with her that I'm getting from Al Jazeera. Anyway... Jill Biden has COVID again, and she's been boosted and shot, or at least as far as we know. We don't really see her. It's weird. We don't really see Joe getting his boosters anymore, but we're told they're, they're getting boosted and boosted. and boosted. Remember when Joe used to get his shots out in front of people on camera? Now he doesn't do that anymore, probably because he can't sit still and can't be cognizant of what's going on. Meanwhile, Joe Biden, the idiot president that we have, was awarding the Medal of Honor today. And he's been exposed to COVID, right? He's been exposed to COVID. Now, I was exposed to COVID last week, and I took precautions. I didn't want to get sick, but it was probably too late for me if I had been gotten it. Uh, but I didn't want to get people other places sick, so I stayed away from people. Not that it was a hard stretch for me. I don't really enjoy being around people anyway, but I did a good job of being a good person. Took a couple days and then it was okay. Well, Joe Biden's wife just came down with COVID yesterday. Now, today, he's out there giving the Medal of Honor to an elderly man, an 81-year-old, Washington or the New York Post. President Biden remained maskless Tuesday in front of an 81-year-old veteran while awarding him the Medal of Honor, flouting COVID-19 rules at the White House had just said Biden would follow. He's right in the guy's face. President Biden, 80, whose wife tested positive for the deadly virus Monday, removed his black KN95 style mask during a prayer at the award ceremony for retired Army Captain Larry Taylor in the White House East Room ahead of the president's remarks from a lectern recounting the elderly heroes Vietnam War heroics. Both men are considered to be at an elevated risk for the virus because of their age. After giving his speech, Biden failed to put the mask back on as he approached Taylor and stood roughly six inches from him for full four, uh, for four full minutes while the citation for Taylor's award was read aloud. Now, I hope that the president isn't sick because I don't want this veteran to get sick. I really don't care if the President of the United States has COVID. I know that no expense will be spared to make sure he's okay. And I know that if this Medal of Honor winner is sick, the media will do all they can to cover it up and ignore it. Because they will do anything and everything to protect this horrible human being we currently have occupying 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I will say that afterwards, they usually they have words, they have remarks after the ceremony. You don't just strap a medal around somebody's neck and then walk off. But our senile pile of garbage president, I'd play it for you, but it's video. Uh, he just leaves. He just leaves the stage. And people are looking at him like, where are you going, dude? 
And he doesn't know. He doesn't care. He just walks right through and gets out of there. He is unaware of what's happening in his world. It is a dangerous thing. And I can't imagine that he makes it to the end of the year if it keeps on going like this. You know, we have right to try thanks to President Trump. So I'm sure they're pumping him full of whatever experimental crap they can come up with. But it is clearly not working or not working for very long. And so Joe Biden needs to be replaced. And then you end up in that situation where Democrats are just kind of stuck. They don't want Kamala Harris because who the hell likes Kamala Harris? But they can't go to the only person, the best possible electable Democrat, which is Gavin Newsom. You think Gavin Newsom, he's crazy. Gavin Newsom is crazy. Gavin Newsom is a terrible governor. He's a bad human being. He's almost... He's almost a worse human being than he is a governor, and he's a god-awful governor. But he's a slick politician, man. He could sell you the clothes you're wearing and then take them right off you, and you wouldn't even notice it. Slippery, slimy, sleazy. He lies with the best of them. He ranks up there with Bill Clinton. He's not quite as good as Bill Clinton because there is that sort of douchey half-smirk that uh, Gavin Newsom can't sort of help but have on his smug-ass face. Bill Clinton bite his bottom lip and go, oh, that's terrible. I feel your pain. While, you know, groping your side boob or whatever. Gavin Newsom do the same thing, except he looks like his face looks like he's doing it. It'll work on fewer people. Plus, remember, forget how slick you forget or you remember how slick Bill Clinton was. You forget how ineffective Bill Clinton was as far as winning people over. When he won the presidency, what did Bill Clinton have? 43% of the vote? I think it was 43% of the vote. I think George H.W. Bush got 41% of the vote and uh, Ross Perot got 19%, something like that. It was, it was well below 50%. And even in his reelection, Bill Clinton did not get to 50%. He never got a full majority of the voting public. And he was slick, though. This year, there's probably not going to be a quote-unquote, light Republican on the ballot the way there was a light Republican on the ballot in 1992. So there isn't anybody to draw votes away from the Republican. Media, conservative media will prop up Cornell West like he's the cure for what ails you. But they, uh, there really isn't anybody out there I know. They're sitting, Larry Hogan might run. What about Joe Manchin? What about this? What about that? What about the other thing? No, not really. Those people will appeal more to Democrats. Republicans are sick of people like that. Conservatives are. Yeah, Larry Hogan might put Maryland in play, but no Republican pathway to victory counts Maryland in its column. None whatsoever. So, yeah, it might put a couple of other states. It might put Virginia in play. But again, a smart Republican pathway to victory doesn't really look at Virginia as in play. They've got a conservative governor now because he ran against somebody terrible. There'll be an election this fall in Virginia coming up to see if that state has in fact turned red at all or even a shade of purple. But I honestly, I doubt it. The people last time in 2022 had a chance to make a difference on various local elections and state house seats in places where Democrats are running wild with their crazy conspiracies, their genital mutilation, their parents at school board meetings, their terrorist sort of agenda. 
And the voters in Loudoun County, they said, uh, no, we're not going to throw these people out. So there's no real reason at all to think they're going to change any damn thing. Why? Because why would they? They've won. They keep winning. Who cares? That's just, it's cynical, but it's true. The truth is often the most cynical thing you can ever come across when you really get down to it. Meanwhile, we've got idiots, speaking of Virginia, we have idiots over there in the school, not in Virginia, but the suburbs of Maryland, which is basically Virginia, that whole area, the halo the Beltway area around Washington, D.C. is just the parasite class. They are inoculated from consequences, economic consequences. Oh, there's a downturn in the economy. Not there. No downturn in the economy. Why? Because they're dependent on government. Oh, there's uh, the housing bubble. Housing prices have gone down. Not there. Maybe some condos are tough to unload, but who the hell wants a condo? Houses never took a beat, never missed anything. These people are immune. Now, the people who live in D.C. are screwed. They're black, largely, and Democrats. So the Democratic Party just takes them for granted, and they obediently vote for them anyway. The people on the outskirts, the rich people, they vote for Democrats because that's their key to money. That's their key to money. Well, they're also the key to losing their children's minds, losing years of their education. They don't care. They're insulated enough, really, from the money with the money that they have and they they sometimes are just dumb enough to believe it and you'd be surprised dumb you just said they make a lot of money you would be surprised some of the people i've met in washington dc who make the most money are confused by velcro let's just put it that way anyway in montgomery county they had a little outbreak of covid as there has been around the country, a little outbreak of the latest variant of COVID. Notice that there's nobody talking about deaths, skyrocketing, nothing. They use percentages to try and scare you and think about, oh my goodness, COVID cases have quadrupled. Yeah, from one to four. That's not exactly uh, take cover in the sheltered kind of numbers, but whatever. This message from uh, Rosemary Hill Elementary School is indicative of what's going on in Montgomery County, one of the most liberal and wealthiest counties in the country. Dear parents of student blah, 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 name remember. This letter is to inform you that three or more individuals have tested positive for COVID-19 in class in the past 10 days. We are taking the following steps to keep our school environment as safe as possible for in-person teaching and learning and to prevent further transmission of COVID-19 in this group. Ooh, they've, they've come up with a way to prevent transmission of COVID-19. Ooh, do tell. Additional KN95 masks have been distributed and students and staff in identified classes or activities will be required to mask while in school for the next 10 days, except while eating or drinking. Because again, or unless, what if they're out there bitching about justice? That seemed to be also when the virus knew to go, you know what? We'll let you slide. Masks will become optional again following that 10-day period. At-home rapid test kits will be sent home and made available for students. The CDC recommends testing at least five days after an exposure starting on day six. If or any time if symptoms develop, please report any positive COVID results to the school attendance officer. We will continue to reinforce good hand washing 
and follow cleaning and disinfection procedures. They're bringing back the masks. They're bringing back the wipes. If you've got a cache of wipes, um, they're about to become currency again in Montgomery County. You might want to get an ice cream truck and drive around. Ching chong, we got uh, Lysol wipes over here. Dollar for five of them. That's ridiculous. Thank you for supporting us and taking these steps to ensure staff and students remain healthy for in-person learning. Notice the subliminal threat there with the in-person learning bit. We'll go back to remote. We realize that we robbed your children of two years of educational progress. And we'll take another two if we have to. We are leftists. We are slaves to the teachers' unions. And if Randy Weingarten so much as belches in our direction that we need to shut down, we will shut down to protect the children, of course. In order to save the village, we had to burn it. In order to protect the children, we had to wipe out all of their educational progress. It's the only way to save them, ladies and gentlemen. It's the compassionate way to kill. Yeah. Democrats never change their objectives. They only change their tactics. They wait. They find a way. They have drawers full of legislation waiting for various tragedies to come along so that they might immediately jump on them and take full advantage of it. Why? Because they're corrupt. They're evil. They're bad people. They are very, very bad people. Speaking of bad people, I want to play you this audio here. Let me look up who this is. Is Chris Cuomo still has a TV show. It's on, uh, <clears throat> I think the, show, the network's called News Nation. And there's a, uh, a woman named Meredith, Meredith McNamara. She's an assistant professor of pediatrics at Yale University. She is uh, probably one of the most evil people you'll ever hear. Joseph Mengele, the angel of death probably uh, ranks up there with these people. She's a, remember, she's a, a professor of pediatrics. She deals with medicine and medical care for children. And this disgusting pig of a human being, now I'm only saying that because it's true, this disgusting creature talking about gender-affirming care. So she said, gender-affirming care, genital mutilation, body mutilation, body modification of children. She says, hey man, just because we shouldn't halt this stuff just because there's no proof that this stuff works. It's the gist of what she said. Just because there's no proof that any of this crap works doesn't mean we shouldn't be doing it because to do nothing is to do harm. Remember when reminded of the Hippocratic Oath, which is first, do no harm. And Chris Cuomo gets it wrong when he says that it means do nothing. Uh, this woman then says, yeah, but to do nothing, to do no harm, to do nothing here is to do harm. To do nothing is to do harm. Now, she has nothing to back that up. There is no data saying there's massive suicide amongst gender confused people, except for if they don't get any help, they don't talk to anybody. But uh, the left is not above lying. The Nazis lied constantly. They were of the left. Listen to this crap. Right. The discussion gets more complicated when it's affirm plus let them take this hormone blocker or stall puberty or and they want to have a top surgery or a bottom surgery. 
That becomes more complicated for the parent, though, right? Because it has more implications for the kid's health. A lot of it's unknown about what it would mean. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that a lot of it is unknown. Um, you know, we are in a very exciting phase in gender-affirming care where we're learning more and more all the time. It also happens to be a time when um, that care is, is uh, sought to be banned in, in various states throughout the country. Right. And people are trying to ban it on the basis that we don't have enough information, supposedly, and that feels deeply hypocritical. Why uh, introduce regulations and rules that limit our ability to provide care on the basis that maybe there are unknowns? It just seems like there's something missing there. They'll say um, do no harm, which means do nothing. Do nothing is doing harm. What a disgusting creature. We're in a very exciting time, a very exciting phase where we're learning more all the time. Yeah, you're you're quote-unquote learning more by mutilating children's bodies. You're literally running real-time experiments on children's bodies, and you're going, oh, it's a super exciting time. So super, why, just the other day, I was performing a hysterectomy on a 10-year-old, and I was just shocked at, uh, you know, how tiny the thing was, and their, their body parts, it was just so, it was weird. It was like I was back in medical school, and we were working on on dolls again. It was pretty cool. It was a nice nostalgia thing. Now, I wouldn't have been able to have that flashback moment to uh, my childhood and pretending to play with Barbies and, and performing hysterectomies on Skipper had it not been for this opportunity to, to do it in real time on, on uh, children because confused, spineless, awful, god-awful, abusive liberal parents are sitting there letting me do it. It's the most wonderful thing. And boy, the hell, did I mention how well it pays because, damn, it pays really well. And you got a customer for life. Once you strip people's sex organs out of their body and their ability to produce testosterone or uh, you know all the hormones that they need to say a, a woman's body produces estrogen, if you prevent it from ever producing estrogen, well, at a certain point, the body's looking around for that estrogen. They're looking around for something. And you, you just created a, a lifelong person. They're either going to be pumped full of testosterone so that they can pretend that they're a man or they're going to come to their senses as a lot of them do, and we're going to have to pump them through ester full of estrogen. And, uh, you know, guess what? That's got to come in the form of a pill. So big farmers on board with this. Big medical care is on board with this. Why? Because, again, you get lifelong customers. Why cure something when you can make it chronic, right? Am I right? I'm not talking about the weed. I'm talking about forever. Oh, I'm only partially too cynical here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you what goes on in these people's heads. They'll never admit to it, not even at polite cocktail parties where everybody agrees with them. But that's really the gist of it. You create a situation where you've got lifelong customers for very expensive procedures. And then you lobby. This is compassionate care. We must, the states and the federal government must ensure that everybody's health insurance covers this. Well, more than most people will never come close to needing this kind of crap or wanting this kind of crap. But you have to pay for it. Why? Because the 0.1% of weirdos out there who are indulged by bad parents, they, they'll never be called out on it. They don't want to actually foot the bill for what they want, 
what they demand. So they got to spread it all around. So you have to pay for it. You have to pay for all sorts of things that you're never going to use. And if you were given the option, you would never try to buy. But because some liberal interest group wants it, you have to pay for it. Period. End of story. That's how the left works. They want to force you to do what they want to do. Pro-choice on one thing. Everything else is direct and complete subservience, obedience to all. It's sad. It's pathetic, really. It's not surprising. You just look at the history of progressivism. But you imagine having a, a professor of pediatrics say, it's a very exciting time. We're learning so much more. You're butchering people. What if you learn that you're doing more harm than good? Well... No, we won't even entertain that idea. They won't fund a study that even looks at that prospect. They will simply deny it forever. They will simply deny it forever. Do you think these Nazi doctors who experimented on children weren't somewhat bothered by what they were doing morally? They might have been raging anti-Semitic, hate mongers, racists, whatever. But at the end of the day, when they're slicing off pieces of children so that they're identical twin in the next room, let's see if we inject you with bleach, what happens? Does the kid in the other room feel anything? Is there any sort of transmission there? No. You think those people didn't at some point in their subconscious go, I don't know, that way that, that kid haunts me a little bit. No. They did. I'm sure they did. They're monsters, they're evil, they're rotting in hell for all eternity, but you can't get away from that. You can do it publicly, you can pretend, but deep in your subconscious, you have to know. This woman on television, granted it's News Nation, so it's barely television, but a News Nation talking about this and just kind of, oh, it's an exciting time. We're learning new stuff all the time. You're doing irreversible things to the bodies of children irreversible things, and then pumping them full of chemicals and hormones that their bodies were never meant to be pumped full of. What are the long-term ramifications of that? Probably not particularly good. Probably not particularly good. And you're sitting there going, it's an exciting time. My nipples are erect just thinking about the prospect of the next child whose testicles I'll be able to remove. Yeah. If you don't... If it doesn't give you pause... There's something even more wrong with you than anybody could ever possibly imagine. You shouldn't be allowed within a country mile of children. You really shouldn't. Anyway, that is, that's about enough for today. Let's see, is there anything? Yeah, that's enough for today. Have yourself a wonderful Wednesday. The weekend is almost here. I'm so, it's so sad. It's one of those four-day work weeks where you're like, I just want the weekend. I'm ready for the weekend already. But then again, who doesn't want it, man? Loverboy was on to something there when everybody's working for the weekend, right? Have yourself a wonderful Wednesday. I'll see you tomorrow.